0: Hi, friends, and welcome to the Mindful Drinking Method for Women. I'm your host, Jessica Bettencourt, Certified Hypnotherapist and Life Coach, and I am the creator of Unobsessed, a group program, a six-week program to reclaim your health and power over alcohol. And welcome to today's episode. This episode I'm just kind of riffing. Um, It's an organic stream of consciousness episode, so there might be some likes and ums. Pardon my speech. And I just wanted to share with you two really important aspects of being able to make permanent change with your relationship to alcohol. And the first of those being your thinking. Your thinking is so crucial in overall the experience of your life, but especially when it comes to a habit A habit that may seem like it's out of control or that it's controlling you or that you have no say in the matter. Um, A harmful habit like overusing alcohol. Um, The habit is being driven by your thoughts. It's not that there's anything wrong with you. It's not that a habit can't be changed or broken. But trying to change a habit without looking at the thinking that is keeping the habit in place Is possibly just futile. It's not going to get you very far. You're not going to have lasting change and it's going to be very difficult and challenging to try and change a habit just with tactics and techniques and rules and regulations alone. Sounds very militant (laughs) like that. But when you can start to really be with your own mind and to see your thoughts as separate from you, that they are not you, but you are using them to define yourself, when you can start to see that these are really separate things, that you are, in fact, who you are telling yourself you are, you are who you tell yourself to be. I am, whatever you say after I am, whether that's out loud or in your mind, quietly, that tape you're playing to yourself all day, I am a loser or I am helpless or I suck or I'm this or I'm that. You've really got to notice when, why, how often you're saying that to yourself. Just even noticing that you're saying it to yourself because a lot of the times when we speak to ourselves that way, it just seems like part of the background. It just seems like the makeup of who we are, but it is not true it's just being reinforced by your repeating of it so that's just an example that might not be exactly what you're saying but um when you're drinking from a place of not feeling well and wanting to feel better guaranteed that motive is being activated by painful thoughts that you're having and that you're entertaining and that you're putting on repeat and are playing over and over And so a way to begin to notice your thoughts is to journal them. Um, Journaling really helps. Ask yourself a question and answer it in a stream-of-consciousness fashion, on paper, just free-flowing, not worrying about who's going to read it. You can burn it if you want. Another way to notice your thoughts is to say them out loud. The things that you're telling yourself, say them out loud. You can also ask people who are close to you, whom you trust, What are ways that they witness you speaking about yourself? Pardon me, so I'll use an example, but I won't use their name. Someone very close to me consistently and constantly says things like, oh, I'm such a dope, oh, I always forget, why can't I remember anything, oh, why am I so forgetful, oh my gosh, I'm losing my mind. Just constantly, and this person is often losing things, stressed out about not being able to find things, Um, I've seen her look frantically for things that were in her hand or in her purse. Um, So your behavior is being driven by your thoughts. And if you just let your thoughts run wild like headless chickens, then your behavior is going to kind of look like that, (laughs) honestly. But once you get clear on what it is you're actually thinking and really acknowledging and being aware that you have the power to control and to create thoughts of your own choosing, you can then create new kinds of behaviors, new habits, and once you can do that, you can create a whole new life. You can create a whole new experience of yourself But it begins and ends with you and your thoughts are the tool that are going to get you there. Um, Did I mention meditation? My favorite moment to get high on meditation, I like to say. So cultivating, learning how to be a meditator. A lot of us, a lot of people I speak to in my line of work often tell me, yeah, I think about meditation. I'm aware of the benefits. Oh, I've always wanted to be a meditator. I'd like to begin a meditation practice. Well, do do it. Do it. Do it. Sit with yourself. Sit in the morning. Sit with your mind and begin to just really see like how fast it's going for most of us. And the key here is to just breathe, be in your body, slow your thoughts down, slow it all down. We're just going a mile a minute all the time in this world. It's like it's so overwhelming and so stressful. So give yourself the gift of being a meditator. It's like charging your mental batteries. It's like plugging, if you were a phone, You would need to meditate to charge yourself. Did that analogy make sense? It made sense to me. you got to charge yourself. You have to charge your batteries. You have to plug in. (laughs) Plug into source. Plug into the universal intelligence and the universal energy that's all around you all the time. But you have to make conscientious effort to communicate with it, to gain access to it. It does take attention, it does take awareness, and this seems like work to some people, but it's actually, once you get going in it, super enjoyable, it's very pleasurable, and our mind is always seeking pleasure. And once you start turning to these types of practices, this, <clears throat> these modalities more, more pleasurable, healthy ways of being that are good for your well-being, The other ones do start to lose their appeal, especially, and I teach my clients this as well, when you meditate in the morning and you become craving that time, your evening time will start to, pardon my phone, it's not silence, your evening time will start to be a part of your morning time. You'll start to think about, "Mm, actually, how do I want to feel in the morning you know, as a consequence of investing in your future and who you're becoming as opposed to just who you want to be right there in the moment, which may be someone who wants to escape a negative feeling or aspect or is just falling into the same old, same old, a routine or a habit. So that is the first cornerstone that I work with people on is changing your thoughts, noticing your thoughts, realizing that you have the power to change them and you can change them here's a great way to look at all thoughts in my opinion you can look at all thoughts as either belonging to a victim mentality which looks like i'm this way because it's always been this way these are my circumstances therefore if this then that it's this person's fault it's that person's responsibility If only this would be this way, then I could be that way. That is all putting power outside of yourself. That is giving all your power away. And that is just waiting for a someday that's never coming. And that is not a fun or a good or empowering place to be. If you can start to notice, just notice, oh my God, those thoughts I'm having are just putting me in this direction of like, I'm a victim of my own life. But when you take responsibility for your life and you start to use your thoughts as creative, as a creator's mentality, creating your life with your thoughts, with filling your thoughts with possibility, filling your thoughts with high vibrational thoughts, using thoughts that are solution-oriented, thoughts that are in your well-being and the greater good those are powerful thoughts so I don't think that everything is binary by any means but you can think of thoughts as falling into two categories either a victim mentality or a creator mentality so if you notice that you're feeling ugh, ugh, ugh you might look at and notice what were you thinking right before you had that feeling and Probably 100% of the time it's going to be a low-quality thought that would fall into the victim mentality category. Conversely, what could you do? Shift your thoughts. Navigate your thoughts. Steer them just a little bit into the flip side, to the other direction. If not this yucky thought that I'm thinking, then what? what else is possible? What else could I entertain right now with my mind, with my thoughts? What type of thoughts would make me feel good right now? That is how you can begin to shift your thinking. Your feelings are coming from your thinking. So if you're feeling what were you thinking? And how can you shift your thinking? Not to say that we don't experience negative emotion, which is a whole purpose in and of its own, but in just in your daily life, in the common thoughts, especially right when you wake up. Those thoughts, that first hour of your day is so potent for setting the tone for the trajectory of your entire day. And if you do that day after day after day, then that's the trajectory of your entire life. So notice when you wake up, what are the first thoughts that you're having? What are they about? And how can you shift your thinking into creating Possibility into creating excitement and giving yourself high vibrational quality thoughts because that will affect your drinking habit for sure. And the second cornerstone that I'd like to mention today is that building a connection with yourself, with your internal landscape, with your soul, with your spirit getting curious, if you don't have a spiritual practice, really getting curious about what that might look like for you, if you do have a spiritual practice, leaning more into that, because when we have habits that are self-harming, it's because we're not in full acceptance of ourselves, so there's like a part of us that we don't like, that we want it to go away, or it's like that part of us that just doesn't mind that we're hurting ourselves, That part needs your attention too and that part needs your compassion and your love and your understanding for why that part of you even exists. It's not to like cut it off and make it go away, it's to be whole, seeking wholeness and seeking self-love and a path to that is through spirituality. And I'm really non-denominational. I don't prescribe any one thing for anybody. Of course, personality. uh, Pardon me. Spirituality is such a personal journey. It's such a wonderful trip to be on. And you can, if getting high or drinking is like you want to trip out, trip out on some spirituality because you can get to so many different levels of ecstasy within a spiritual practice. It's way more fun. It's so much more enlivening and eye-opening. I mean, I know I did psychedelics for a long time for that reason. I also felt like I was drinking for that reason or just like trying to get some other to some other place to get a head change, right? To get a buzz, to get into an altered state. And you can do all of that naturally with your brain and your body. So exploring the spiritual modalities of how to connect with yourself and how to open your eyes even wider will naturally wean away the desire for alcohol, which alcohol is a very low vibration. And I say this, I mean, not to be hypocritical, I still drink a little bit here and there, but my desire for it is just waning and waning and weaning and weaning, and the same can happen for you. And it will happen for you. And it does happen to tons of people every day. So on that note, I'd love to share with you that my newest and latest program is called UNOBSESSED and it starts next Tuesday at the time of this recording. It will be Tuesday, January 17th and there are still a few places available. If you're feeling ready to implement change and take action and be in a a community of other women who are also doing the same um, in a full non-judgmental and accepting way, we will be working on these two cornerstones that I've mentioned to you today. We will be working on noticing and adjusting and up-leveling our thinking. And I'll teach you how to do that um, with different techniques and visualizations and hypnosis and neuro-linguistic programming. And we will also be delving into cultivating a personal spiritual practice and what that might look like for you. And also being visible within the group, saying and noticing what is occurring and what is changing for you so you can be in good company as you go on this journey of transformation. I wish you the best, the best, the best. I hope you're enjoying a bright, crisp, exciting new year and I look forward to communicating and sharing with you more throughout this year and um, I'd love to connect with you if you want to hang out with me I'm on Instagram blessedvita.hypnotherapy and you can also look in the show notes if you'd like to book a consultation with me and join the group program that starts on Tuesday I'd love to hear from you and that link is in the show notes as well. Sending love to you all. Have an amazing day beautiful day, and remember to be nice to yourself, be kind to you.